0: You know, it could be Charlotte. It could be Greensboro. It could be Chestnut Hill. That might be the new location for the ACC as they are talking about moving the headquarters to a new location. And there are some stipulations that need to take place in order for them to do so. I'm going to talk about that here on today's show with Locked On Boston College host, AJ Black. We're also going to go in some power rankings, but a little different today. Maybe a little hot seat action for our coaches. And finally, we'll look about week nine. What are we excited for, especially those boston college eagles there might be a little quarterback change because that's what we do here in the acc it seems stick around it's going to be a good one
1: you are locked on acc your daily podcast on the atlantic coast conference part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: What's going on everybody? AJ Black in the building locked on Boston College covering those Boston Eagles. AJ, it's good to have you in the building another week down of college football, specifically the ACC. We are excited about that. I hope that you're doing all right over there in Chestnut Hill. Everything's going okay for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, been an interesting week covering Boston College. and um, Yeah. Uh, as Jeff Hathley said, I can't believe that we're covering a c- possible quarterback change. He goes, "I was expecting talking, you know, this year to be talking about Phil Dracovic hitting like eight thousand passing yards." So, yeah. uh, so no. that's where that's where we're at. And it's, <laughs> and that's what I love about football is like you can have like I can go out there and project everything, right? I said, you know, BC is going to be nine and three this year, and then something happens and everything changes. And it happened all over the, all over the conference. And we'll talk about some of the other teams where those changes have happened for good and bad.
0: No doubt. And speaking of changes, so glad you mentioned that a lot of changes talked about the ACC, you know, commissioner Phillips, he's talked about in many of conferences, He talked about the kickoff, how he wants our conference to be football focused. That's where the money is at. That's where all the energy seems to be in terms of college athletics as a whole. And rightfully so, I get it. We've all known ACC to be more of a basketball-style conference where everyone gets a national championship every three to four, maybe five years. And now we're faced with a possible move in, tor- in terms of the headquarters supposed to be, it is currently in Greensboro, but there are talks that it could be in a new location very soon. And I want to go over the stipulations before I get your thoughts here. So they want to have it located within the Eastern time zone. Easy enough. Population size with positive growth trends. That's looking real shaky for Greensboro, okay? <laughs> growth and diversity of population. Again, shaky for Greensboro, depending on where you are. I'm not even going to lie to you. Access to a large hub airport with effective accessibility to and from all ACC member schools. Okay. And to GSO, I believe, is the airport for Greensboro. They don't allow, they don't have too many flights that go out of there. Anticipated benefit to overall ACC brand and potential synergies to existing and prospective partners. And then finally, financial considerations related to operational expenses. So can you afford to have everybody uproot their life and go to that new city? Who knows? I would love to get your thoughts, though, just around the idea of the ACC not being Greensboro. Like for me, someone from North Carolina, it means a lot. It's a staple. It's where the tournament is. We started crying when they moved it to New York. Like we're just very much homegrown facts. But for you, someone, Boston College, how do you feel about this? Does it even bother you at all?
1: <laughs> I have to say, Candace, <laughs> when you brought this up, I'm like,
0: I don't honestly care. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, but see, on- I, I want to hear that.
1: Yeah. Honestly, as a Northerner, like when you're like, is, like obviously the talk has been about Charlotte, right? Yeah. And I, I honestly was like, okay, so where the, where's the differences between Charlotte and Greensboro? Cause I honestly, I don't know. I just Love know based, that. I could tell you as a northerner who looks at all those like options, like the, the, the few of them popped out of like, okay, so Boston definitely is not an option here you know, because the price of re of changing and like having people move there i'm like oh yeah so if you're gonna move to boston forget about it because that's yeah. <laughs> that is astronomically more expensive than anywhere else in the acc so that's out. yeah um and then like diversity things like that that's an issue too but yeah. you know i i i have to think that this is gonna it's gonna stay near like the 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 heart and soul of the acc which is tobacco road it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be a city like charlotte uh, right in that that sweet spot and where you know if you're talking college football you know you could go to Pitt, you could go to you could, I could go to syracuse uh, <laughs> <just> sorry <laughs> I don't think Jim Phillips wants to be digging out of two feet of snow every night no either. that's fine um but I think you're gonna stay down south and yeah. it makes the sense and Charlotte seems to hit all those spots.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're totally right. I love that you said forget about it because that your Boston accent comes out every now and again, and I love that because, you know, <laughs> as a Southern girl, I don't hear that often, so that is pretty awesome. So but I, I was a theater guy in
1: college, and I had a director that beat the, not physically beat me, but like like totally beat the, the Boston accent <laughs> out of me, and sometimes when I get heated or when I get really um, emphatic, it comes back out, but I really yeah. try not to. No, I love it.
0: I think you should keep it. We need to throw some in there because I'm sure that everyone who listens to this show, they're like, "Oh, there's a Boston college." Yeah, exactly. We have diversity here. You know, we try to get everyone. You know, all all bases. But you're absolutely right. It should stay in the South. It makes sense because ACC kickoff, ACC tip off. Basketball and football, you know, welcoming is all in Charlotte. Everything, the big to-dos are all in that place. Greensboro is just very much nostalgic. But as we see with coaching changes here in our conference, everything cannot stay the same. Things are constantly evolving. And maybe it's just time to grow and that's okay. I would argue for Georgia Tech fans, you might want to go even push for Atlanta. But here's my thing. As somebody who, you know, has to travel, do you ever find yourself being like, yeah, I'm going to go to an ACC tournament because I'm rooting for Boston College? Would they have to do better for you to actually make those routes to the South? Because for us, like, yeah, absolutely. I would go to a game in Charlotte's two and a half hours away. But for you, I mean, it's a hike.
1: Yeah, so. As I've said before, I do this as a, I have a a full-time job outside of this. So Mm -hmm. for me to go and cover BC, it has to be financially worth it for me. Mm -hmm. For me to go cover a game in, you know, in the South, anywhere other than Syracuse or Pitt is going to cost me airfare and hotel rooms, which Mm -hmm. I just, with what I make covering BC sports, doesn't make it worth it for me. And (laughs) And especially for like basketball, like, I, as you said, I have some faith in girl Grant, but it's gonna take a couple of years. Like, I'm not yeah. gonna go and spend, you know, over a grand to go watch BC get pasted on a Tuesday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the fans aren't <laughs> yeah. don't want to read it. I don't yeah. care enough, and so like for me as a for that it's not worth it. But when when like. If if, if you're talking like if this was like transported back in the days of Jared Dudley and Craig Smith, I'd be down there in a heartbeat. Uh, Cause you know, (laughs) it'd be more interesting, you know, those were the teams that were good, but right now the fan base is just not there for BC. And I mean, the rest of the ACC talks about it all the time
0: that
1: BC is lacking that. So Mm -hmm. I, it's just, we're, we're kind of, you know, when you see the ACC kickoff stuff, It's like you get the Boston Globe that gets one guy down there and that's basically usually it for all that cover of the B C.
0: Yeah. And it it totally makes sense. And I I think that's always put it, I love that we get to talk about this with you because it puts it in perspective. People who are like moaning and groaning about having to make like hour to two hour drives now, but for, you know, someone that has to make literal flight plans and hotels, it makes sense why like you feel indifferent (laughs) about it. But I think, hell, if Jeff Hathley starts having a nine and three type season, you might as well, you know, put out a budget.
1: (laughs) I'll be
0: there. Set, set that budget aside because it could get real spicy. Love this. All right, mm-hmm. got to talk about some hot seats. So I know Jeff Hathaway is not in your power ranking hot seat, but there are some people that might find themselves in this. So I want to go over that real quick. But if you have not yet college football fanatics, you have to get down with the prize picks the Daily Fantasy Made Easy. I love this, and I know you will too. It's a leader in college sports daily fantasy. It offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown PrizePix even allows mixed sport entries. You can take over on LeBron combined with under on Mahomes in the same entry. Yes, it is that easy. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Pri- PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Use promo code on or go to your App Store and download the app today. It's PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. All right so we're here with AJ Black from Locked On Boston College make sure you guys follow all of his content where he covers the Eagles and we are always doing Wednesday shows, power rankings. We thank you for making us your first listen every single weekend, every single Wednesday. There it is. We are going to switch things up a bit. You know, we have power rankings for the schools. Sometimes we know who's top bottom seems to be everything staying the same right now with wake force dominating, being still being undefeated. I can't believe they are seven and no, but here we are. So let's switch things up. Talk about coaching. Who's on the hot seat. Who's feeling good about themselves. AJ, you take it away.
1: All right. So I, I feel like I'm become the king of power rankings. So I kind <laughs> <laughs> of for this one i i adjusted how i did it i didn't do like one to 14 i, I put them into three buckets there's okay. the, the coaches that are safe the coaches that their seats a little warm okay. and then the seats and then there's the blazing hot my my seats on fire
0: okay and
1: so there's a couple that aren't hot we'll get to them first but the safe ones let's get to, to do the boring ones obviously okay. dabo's dabo's not going anywhere i know you the fans so? are starting to get a little restless but I don't think anything I wouldn't worry about anything with Dabo other than maybe a big offer from some big school that may try to pry him, but I don't see him leaving Clemson other than to go to Alabama at any point. Yeah. Um, I think Tony Elliott, on the other hand, he'd be in the hot seat right now. I think he's, he's in some major trouble. Um, Yeah,
0: that's tough. I think that DJ, I don't know if it's DJ not working in Tony's system or Tony's just not being able to, you know, filter in no matter the quarterback, you can adjust and make improvements if that makes sense.
1: And it's not even just DJ. I mean, I was watching that game and what struck (laughs) me is the wide receivers are terrible. They're just (laughs) dropping passes. Like that's a big issue. That's more than just DJ.
0: Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. I
1: I think there's some issues there. So yeah. Dabo's in my safe. Okay. Dave Claussen, um ACC yeah. coach of the year right now, easy. Yeah. Um that game against Army was so fun. <laughs> I loved watching that.
0: <laughs> yes. Um
1: just just like it was a track meet on both teams and like what surprised me was that Army actually was able to keep pace with them because I always think of the Black Knights as a team that just you know shortens the game with these like 15 minute drives that you know take the soul out of the other team yep. but they were able to you know wake was going down the field and army's like yeah i'm gonna be right there with you and yeah. um it was it was a fun game and i but i all the credit to dave clausen the, the the one piece with that i still think wake could still lose a game here coming up because that defense is a little suspect for me um but All the credits to them. Sam Hartman. We could talk about him as a Heisman at some point, but I I like, I like Dave Clausen. I'm going to put Jeff Halfley in there right now. You know, they had a good year last year. This, this whole season for BC, like every, every team put last year as like a, I don't count this. When you lose your first round draft pick, you know, the the quarterback that is supposed to make you an, a good to elite team. Mm -hmm. You really got to kind of throw the season out because yeah what team other than maybe Clemson has a backup that can win you huge games. So right. I don't think anything of what's going on with him. I, I still think he's the perfect fit for Boston college and he's safe. Sure. And here's my first surprise because okay. I trash on him all the time.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, okay. I thought
1: it was somebody else. Go ahead. Oh, no. He's, he's on the other one. <laughs> this podcast, my, two, my two targets I always hit on are still there. At the bottom. Uh, Marduzzi, okay. Man, if Pitt hadn't lost to Tennessee in a game that I still don't know how they lost, they, we would be talking to them as a playoff team. I still think they're better than Wake Forest. Um, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett versus Sam Pittman is going to be a, it could be a really fun ACC title game. Um, but I, all the credit to him. I was wrong. Yeah. And I think right now, Pat Narduzzi is safe. He's doing a good job with Pitt.
0: Yeah. I think you mean the Western Michigan loss. That was, that was oh, the Western Michigan. You, I'm sorry. Yeah. That, no, yeah. it's okay. Western Michigan a was those loss head scratcher. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's the um, one they want to forget too.
1: <laughs> yep. And then Brock Bronco Mendenhall is my other safe. Those are, okay, those yeah. are all my safes for now. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I've kind of ragged on Virginia for not having a defense, but man, they've won I think four in a row now. Um, and he's got that program going in the right direction for a UVA team that for years hasn't really been relevant. Um, he's got them going, and I like what the, what he's doing there. So I think he's safe.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, so let's get let's get into some of the more uh, scintillating coaches and go with the warm okay. ones. We'll go through these ones quicker.
0: <laughs> so
1: they smoked BC this week, but I still think there's issues. I mean, he he put it upon himself last year when he started in like putting his name out there for possible other jobs as Scott Satterfield. I okay, feel like, yeah. I feel like they're in the right boat right now. They're warm, but like all it takes is going to take for him to lose a few games and people are going to get angry at him again. Um, Jeff Collins, same thing. I, I, we've talked about this before. I don't know what the heck is up with Georgia tech. Um, they lost to, to Virginia, but they were right there with them. I don't know what Jeff Collins is. I can't figure him out. Um, Georgia so tech doesn't
0: there. know who Georgia tech
1: is at this point. <laughs> I
0: um,
1: Mike Norvell, who I would have, three weeks ago, would have put him in the hot seat. He's he's steadily making himself, um, you know, more of a fixture and the right fit for FSU, which is like kind of what I said at the beginning of the year. I think he's he's figuring things out there. Yeah. But- um, and he's going to get some wins. And, and if BC sticks with Dennis Grossell, he's going to beat BC. So he's going to get an ACC win in there, too. Okay. Um, another one. Mac Brown. Now that's one I wanted to bring you up. Uh, oh,
0: okay, okay. Um, I, I want to I know what it. your
1: thoughts are. Is he <laughs> in the? Is he in the, Is he? Would you put him in safe or warm, Candace?
0: I would put him in warm. I think if by warm meaning he'll retire before they actually have to like give him that the boot. I don't. Th- I don't think they're going to fire Mac. Mac's job is safe now. Whether he decides that he's done coaching and they'll help him make that decision faster, I think that's a whole other thing. But no, you're absolutely right. But I think even if it's not Mac's – there are going to be some coaching changes within Carolina system after this season, only because you haven't seen the type of improvements that Mac preached. Like, everybody wait till year three. We're trying to see it. We have not seen it, especially on the defensive side. I really think it's going to be Coach Bateman. I don't want it to be. Like, I think I hate anybody losing their job. But this is the game of wins and losses, and there's games that you can't explain defensively, and something has just got to give.
1: Yep. And then my final one uh, just moved into warm again, because he had an unbelievably dumb loss is Dave Doran. Um, okay. Um. Because, and he's a guy just, I kind of need to see where the rest of the season goes off. But it, if, if a loss to Miami catapults NC state back into an eight win team again, then we're talking about Dave Doran being on the hot seat again, because it just seems like that's constantly what he does. Like, yeah, they, they left that Boston College game showing that they were the class of the ACC. that They're going to be able to battle Way Forest. And then they go out and lay a turd against Miami and they're right back down again. Like, yeah, he, like his expectation, like you want, you were hoping to see the Wolfpack take that step. And so there's plenty of time for him to do that. And he could be right back into the safe category. But for now, I'm going to leave him there. Because I'm wondering sleep.
0: if, yeah, I'm wondering though if there is a ceiling. Like, it's okay to say somebody can only take you so far. I think we, as yep. college fans, as college you know, analysts, whatever, what have you, we don't ever, ever want to say somebody just has a ceiling, right? That's just who they are. They're going to get you some solid wins as long as you're having fun and feeling good. Hey, great! Like a Syracuse team, as long as you're winning the eight seven to eight, I think you you should be plenty happy. But for an NT State team who feels like they've they, not feels like they've seen a national championship at their university on the basketball side. They certainly feel like it's possible. They've had strong seasons from NC state football, but they're ra- They're waiting for that next level. They're waiting to be in that new year six conversation. They've yet to be that in a very long time. They want to argue themselves in college football playoffs, but I don't know if Dorn is going to be that guy.
1: Right. I totally agree with you. And like you have the talent and the ACC is down this year. You beat Clemson. Finally. Yeah. And so you have, you should be a 10 win team.
0: And he hasn't beat Miami. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like <sighs> as much as you're drinking, a, smoking a cigar and drinking your, out of your solo cup, that was the game that you also should have like really hyped your players up and cross that on the calendar.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, did they, did they, you know, was it a letdown game because of, you know, they had all that pressure to beat Boston college. I don't know, but it was, that's a, that's a loss that really kind of, Took a season that I thought looked infinitely promising for the Wolfpack and then made me again go back to the, the magnifying lens and go, what is going on with this team?
0: Yeah, I hope they're hungry for that Wake Forest game. That to me can maybe turn it around. Maybe, maybe we'll see. All right. Yep.
1: <laughs> Those all right. Are all,
0: uh, those are all the warm ones?
1: Yeah, and then we got four in the hot seat.
0: Okay, let me hold the let me hold the hot cuz I want to make sure that we we give some time cuz I feel like we have to have some serious analysis for this yeah. bad boy. Let's We're back and better than ever a new web interface for the start of the basketball season ACC basketball. We know and love it very well betonline.ag has more props, odds and lines than ever before. It remains your number one spot for all of that sporting action. Head to their new website by going to the desktop or mobile and you can sign up today receive a 50% web 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive your bonus from football, basketball, baseball, and more. World Series is starting. We're going to have some good action there. You want to get in on that. Even Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the offers available. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports. It is where the game starts. If you have not yet tried Bilt Bar, by now you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. Normally it's chalky, waxy. It's really hard. You have to have that water real close because you just can't quite get it down. But Bilt Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite, you know you're eating something different. It's not a normal experience, but it's one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'll swear you're eating a candy bar. We all know it's Halloween. You might want to throw a little Bilt Bar in there for your kids. You never know. They might enjoy it. Built bars are low carb, low calorie, and they are high in protein. Also healthy, have they also have healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. So many flavors. Another great thing, they are mouth watering. If you want to get nine, feel free. This month built bar is coming out with new limited flavors for every three to four days. So check their website often by going to built.com using promo code LOCKED15, that's locked 15. That's L O C K E D 15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. We have got AJ Black in the building, and we are going to talk about the coaches on the hot seat and then give you a little bit of content on towards Sam Hartman and Brendan Armstrong. Want to make sure we get into that Heisman conversation or just comparison conversation in there. But first, the spicy hot seat where coaches might be looking for a new job. They might get that pink slip. Who you got, AJ? All
1: right, so I'm going to go with the guy that's like, right on the warm to hot edge. And okay. that is Dino Babers and Dino had a big win. Beating yeah. Virginia is big. Yeah. And again, I keep going with if Boston college goes with Dennis Grosell, they're going to lose to Syracuse so they could have two big wins and that will get him completely off the hot seat. Sure. But I think Dino has had multiple games this year. You know, the games they kept losing by three yeah. where there were moments that this team, his team should have won. Yeah. And what that reminds me of, again, I'm going to go back to what I know is Steve Adazio. Okay. And because good coaches win good games, right? You know, last year, you know, with Jeff Halfley, he would win all the 50, 50 games. He won them all. And that was because he's, he's a better in game coach. Adazio seemed to lose them all. And Baber seems to, he beat, you know, he beat Virginia Tech. So I'm going to give him credit for that. Mm -hmm. But I still hear a lot of wrestling, um, restlessness in the Syracuse mm-hmm. alumni. Sure. Um, and so, you know, if it depends on how the AR goes with him, but he's definitely on still on that hot seat. I, I, I got to see him do a little bit more before I take him off.
0: Yeah. There were some gimmies. I think that Florida state one really made me say, Oh God, dang it. <laughs> Dino, you know? Yep. Like yep. I want you to get a good win, but that, yep. that was right there. Tallahassee too. Like that was it. But no, I, I totally agree. There are other members though, who are in this hot seat. Who you got?
1: All right, so Cut is going to be on there, David Cutcliffe, and it his is not that he's going to get fired. I think it's time to send him out to pasture and just call it a day. <laughs> and I, I just think his 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 career's done.
0: Yeah. You know, like
1: you've done, you're 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 hitting your older years, hanging out with the grandkids. Mm-hmm. Um, you've done what you could. I mean, you you're going to go down as one of the best coaches in for Duke. You yeah. know, other than probably Spurrier. Mm -hmm. um that they've ever had and so that's credit to him I just think it's kind of run its course Duke yeah I still think Duke could figure out like if they went off and tried to find a good hot you know uh group of five coach or a uh assistant they could find somebody who could you know again give another shot to that team I just think it's I think he's you know Duke has just been the the punching bag for a couple years now and you know maybe it's the time to move on for him and it's I don't want to rip on him I just think it's time to move on
0: No, I a hundred percent agree. There is talent there and I think they need someone who can bring that out.
1: And so my last two are the two that I've been ragging on all year long. Manny Diaz, um, good win against NC state. I'll give him that. Um, -hmm. I've said all, but you know, I know there's a a Miami fan that has uh, taken a liking to our podcast. I apologize if I'm, uh, (laughs) making comments about your coach, but, um, I'm going to say that Miami is definitely still in the hot seat. Um, a bit, i uh, sorry. Diaz is still in the hot seat. I, you know, you got to see how the end of this year goes out, you know, right. Yes. Well, a lot of times with a coach like Manny, like you lost at King, give him credit for that. If they can, I mean, if they can build off this NC state win, he can absolutely get himself off that hot seat. Yeah. But if they go right back to just, you know, that was a fluke, you know, they go back to losing Miami's is a, a good program. And just like schools like Nebraska, Um, they're still looking to find those glory days and haven't been able to find it in a while. And I think they'll probably go back to that well to find somebody else. Listen, I think that the... It's one of those situations where kind
0: of like Coach O, just because you beat Florida, the writing was still on the wall. It's yep. going to take a, have to be a hell of a comeback season, right? They're going to have to beat teams mightily and like win, maybe even win close and being able to pull it out. But I think the damage is sort of done just based on the murmurs that I hear about me, and that's okay. Like Sometimes you're just not the fit. He was a great story. It was a great feel-good, being from the city, all that stuff. But can you take Miami to the next level? I think that's where the big conversation comes
1: in and i think they need somebody at miami that's proven like yeah manny diaz is not he's you know he's a former defensive coach
0: yeah
1: um you want i think that what they need is to bring someone in you know just like unc did with mac brown like find someone who's experienced who can do it and i think they they can you know resurrect that program and finally bring the u back and then finally i i i gave him credit for a while but he, you know Bruce Feldman wrote an article today putting him like on the hottest seat in the country Ooh. Justin Fuente is whew, he's Spicy. uh he's he's gone <laughs> like he, yeah. he's off you know his seat is so hot that uh he'll he'll make it to the end of the season I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make it to the bowl game if they make it to a bowl game
0: You know I think with a Syracuse team that had lost by three three times in a row and finally got that win against your team it says a lot beca- about your struggles right the fact that you were like oh well not us right let it let it be somebody else where Syracuse gets that yep. first conference win like not us and the fact that they couldn't overcome that and I think you know when you look at t- Tennessee and how well hidden hooker you have to answer that eventually right I'm sorry but yep. the fact that you went with Burmeister and he's now playing hurt but he's still giving you his all I know that means he cares he wants to be part of that team that's great but he was never your guy and now you have to stick by that decision you live by the sword you die by the sword and unfortunately it just hasn't really worked out from a recruiting standpoint like virginia tech is just not in the conversation the same way that they have been in terms of this conference in a long time
1: yeah i mean the what strikes me about virginia tech right now is how poor their defense is Yeah, And, you know, you think back to what Bud Foster used to do for this team and what Frank Beamer built those teams around. That's like losing your identity, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's like that's like telling a team like um, Texas Tech that they're not going to throw the ball anymore, you know, (laughs) and that that that's not lost on their fan base and the boosters. And they want they're they're going to want to get out of this and get a guy that can redefine, bring that lunch pail mentality that they had for so many years And I think that Fuente's lost it. I don't think he has that.
0: I fell in love with defense because of Virginia Tech and the camp chancellors of the world. I fell in love with that energy. And I just hope they can figure it out. But I don't know that Fuente is going to be the guy. I mean,
1: I'm telling you, as a Boston College fan, we made it to two (laughs) ACC championships, and that defense ripped apart Matt Ryan (laughs) in one of them. And then another one, we just had a backup quarterback that was just not ready for it. So they are, you know, their defenses are legendary, as you said, you know?
0: no doubt before I get you out of here though I would like to talk about some Heisman conversation or even just top quarterback play Brennan Armstrong has done very well we mentioned it on yesterday's show that he is a top passer in the nation Sam Hartman he has made a name for himself and certainly matured but I want to get your thoughts specifically because you have been doing this for quite some time you've seen some great quarterbacks and guys like Matt Ryan and I would love to know does Sam do Sam and Brennan have what it takes to go to the next level one and two should we be having a bigger conversation about them
1: for this Heisman run. So Brennan Armstrong, I just have a hard time with that. I mean, I mm. love his play. I'm not going to rip up. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to be in the conversation and his yeah. stats are ungodly compared to everyone else. But yeah. you know, when you're talking Heisman, you're looking at the teams that win and, and Sam Hartman, I think is vastly overrated in that conversation, right? Hmm. Like his play, I mean, you watch what he did against Army and you say, you're you're seeing a quarterback playing at the best level that he can play at, and they're they're a team that is seven and zero. So absolutely, Sam Hartman should be in that conversation, and he's not. And I don't get that. Like
0: yeah, listen, know. I think he's a warrior and I absolutely feel like he has improved so much of his game. But you're right. When I mean like, yes, they're undefeated, but you have to look at who they've played, and it gets real dicey when you talk about our conference in terms of strength of schedule. Like SEC yep. is just I, I automatically am putting people in the conversation that don't necessarily deserve it, but off the strength that they're beating such high caliber teams, you absolutely have to. But that sucks because I just wish our conference was better so we could do better by our quarterbacks to be in that conference conversation.
1: Right. And the same thing goes with Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett,
0: yeah,
1: in my opinion, right now, I i, I would put him as the best quarterback in the country right now. In terms mm-hmm. of like NFL readiness, like he's better than Matt Carell. He's better than I I mean any SEC quarterback I can think of, like off the top of my head, like you know, Georgia doesn't really have a quarterback. Alabama, brace Young is fine, but like I still think Kenny Pickett's good. I love the way he yeah. plays and he's he's built for the NFL. And if Pitt can rattle off some more wins and win the ACC, he absolutely, you know, sh- you know, they beat Tennessee. They've they've got some good wins. You know, they had the Western Michigan loss, but you know, he is so good at what he does. He's he he keeps them in the games. He keeps them in plays. He he never. He's a guy that just is a champion in what he does, and I I like his play, and I think that just Pitt is so good under Kenny Pickett that he should be in that conversation but again just like with everything else with the ACC they don't get it they don't get the love he's got 23 23 touchdowns and one interception he's thrown one that's crazy <laughs> yeah
0: that's you know that
1: that's that's elite quarterbacking right there he doesn't when make you, mistakes.
0: Yeah. When you look at full body of work, though, do you not have Sam Howell ahead of him just a little bit? Full body work. Not this season because damn sure not. But when you look at full, if I'm going, if I'm in a room and, you know, war room and I'm picking between him and Kenny Pickett, who am I going to go with?
1: Oh, I, <laughs> I, <right. laughs> I I, told you before this. I mean, I like Sam Howell. Yeah. I mean, he had some elite um, receivers with him last year. Yep. When I watched them, I saw both of them play last year. Mm-hmm. What stuck out to me, it was, you know, Howell made big plays, but Kenny Pickett made, like he carried the team. He carries mm. a team on his shoulders. So will that translate to the NFL I, or who would who whose skill set would translate better for the NFL? Probably Sam Howell, but I think it's closer than people think.
0: Yeah, I think he. I think both would be better served going in the middle of the pack to teams that are halfway decent. Because as we're seeing with guys like Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, in his first year, having to like try and carry a team that doesn't have the right you know line behind you, it's gonna be difficult. So it almost is better to me if you're falling. But I will say, Sam has definitely lost himself some money this season. It sucks. <laughs> but yeah. we, I was actually having the conversation: should he come back for another year? And with the NIL deal, we're not talking about oh, well, go make himself some money. He's making himself plenty of money with Bowberry Biscuits and what have you. So like he's feeling good. Does he come back with a better improved O-line? We have a lot of, you know, five-star recruits and all that kind of stuff, or you go make your money now.
1: I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm in the mind frame. Like he's going to, you know, now he can talk to his agents and talk to whoever and get those, mm-hmm. those draft scout grades. And if he, he grades out as a first grade, a first round draft pick, just go, yeah. you know,
0: true. Uh, true. you know,
1: <laughs> you know, get your money. You're not, this year is especially weak. I think in quarterbacks, there's no, Fair. like you don't have your um, Joe Burrows. You don't have your t- Trevor Lawrence. That's like the one that everyone's going to grab. I mean, you're looking at the the drafts, you know, pre, you know, the, the mock drafts and it's, it's all defenders at the top. The Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan Thibodeau from um, Oregon. Oregon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, You get all these guys, they're all the top. And so yeah a guy like Sam Howell could easily get, you know, up there for a team that really needs a quarterback and he could make more money based off of his slot. So I think it makes sense for him. If, if he, if he finds out from, you know, all the, the, the reporting that he gets, if he's going to be a first round draft pick, he should go.
0: Yeah, no doubt. We'll, we'll have to decide for that. I'm sure when we have draft conversations, we'll have plenty more to discuss AJ always a pleasure to have you. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you follow your work?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you want to listen to me talk about Dennis Grosselle for five days straight, (laughs) come on over to Lockdown Boston. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm talking all about what's going on with BC football at Lockdown Boston College. If you're interested in hearing more about it, a program that's kind of in the middle of some weird stuff, check on our our, uh, podcast. Talking about Jeff Halfley and his comments today. We don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be on Saturday. I'm diving in on that. I'm also the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com, part of the Sports Illustrated and Fanation Network. You can find me at bcbulletin.com and on Twitter at AJBlack_BC. underscore BC.
0: No doubt. AJ, thank you so much once again. If you guys come back tomorrow, you've got Tyler Aki joining the show, Locked on Syracuse. We're going to get you ready for week nine and then Jersey Drake will be back on Freestyle Friday and we'll get you with all that betting action so you make sure you're good and covered as you head to the weekend. Until next time, for Cooper and AJ Black.